From the Sunshine State, this is Tampa Bay's Tan Talk. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kurt at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. I sing. Mr. Freeze! Well, we've got some pretty serious competition for Battle of the Bands. Move my guitar and shove off. Poor old Mary's got a new neighbor from hell band. Your constant racket is driving me crazy. You are destroying my life. Yes! Tom! <laughs> what the hell do you want? Teach me! Think about it. The blue one. You teach me and you get to live your secret life in peace. The red one, and I'll tell everyone that you're not dead. Why do you want to play like me? You voted rock guitarist guitarist in 1993. I don't want to ever hear another word about me. You gotta find your own voice. Take me to the Battle of the Bands next week. You realize you can't even look at an audience. You just play. He's got more talent than you'll ever have. Don't play anything you don't feel. Ladies and gentlemen, Artist of the Year, Tom! You are going to be great. Things lonely down there. Just needs a bit of love. Mom! God's love. Rock and roll, baby! So, are you going to come to our charity game? Oh, yeah. I'll be there in the mosh pit. Going for it. This is the legendary guitarist Dick Dale. And you are listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Listen to the thunder. Okay, listeners, welcome. You are tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. Run your computers and Google Tantalk1340.com, and you can see us live here in the studios in downtown Clearwater. Don't forget to check out our website, GulfStreamMotorsports.com, where you can find out all about us. And if you've missed any of our past shows, go to our archive page, Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Good evening, Tommy! Good evening, Robert. Yeah, Mr. Tommy Perfect tonight. Very, very good. <laughs> anyway, hey, let's go right to the FLA Car Shows Minute because we got a loaded show for you tonight. We got three, not one, not two, but three super guests coming on our show because one of the big deals this weekend is the Orlando International Guitar Expo. This is a show that myself... Actually, all three of us, me, myself, and I, look forward to every year. And, of course, my son goes to that show with me, too. So, at any rate, that is this weekend. Huge, huge, huge deal. Tons and tons of guitars. If you're a guitar fanatic like I am, you don't even have to play because I'm not a very good player either, but I love guitars. I think, you know, hey, 
the only thing that goes good with cars is guitars, okay? And uh, so, in fact, a couple of the guys that are coming on the show this evening are car and guitar guys. So, you know, it's just like they go hand in hand. But at any rate, so right to the FLA Car Show's Minute. What's going on this weekend? Saturday, the first Saturday of every month. Our good friends over there at Reeves Import Motor Cars, Cars and Coffee, get there early. Get there at 6.30 or you won't get a parking spot. But if you get there at least by 8 o'clock, you'll still get some beignets and some fresh coffee. That's the big deal. Then our other good friends over at Garage One, they've got their car show. You can check out the website, garageone.com. You can find out where their cars and coffee is because it's up the road there off of, uh, I think it's Anderson. Or maybe it's Limeball and Anderson. Or maybe it's Limeball, Anderson, and Hoover. Somewhere around there. They moved. They relocated their little thing because they outgrew their present location off Idle. At any rate, and let's see. Oh, Sumter County Swap Meet, first Sunday of every month. So if you're a swap meet parts junkie like me, that's definitely where you want to go because those of us that are into... Used and abused car parts, and like to stockpile them, and never get around to using them, and then drag them around, and uh, for thirty some odd years, forty years, fifty years in some cases, and then finally we decide, you know what, we're not going to do anything with this stuff. So, I guess we got to get a swap meet, you know. And right now, you know, that old stuff, some of it's got value, some of it doesn't. But anyway, and then a big shout out to my good friends and my. Uh, constituents now fast lane travel if you ever wanted to go really fast in a really fast car on the deutsche autobahn check out fastlanetravel.com they specialize in european driving tours visiting the porsche factory the porsche museum the mercedes-benz museum on occasion the ferrari museum on occasion the bugatti museum all over germany austria Switzerland, Italy, and yes, France. And uh, so FastLaneTravel.com, that's where you want to go. And hey, if you need some tours, check out their FastLaneLuxuryTravel.com because you can book just about any tour you want. You can book about any flight you want. You can book any train ride you want. So you can even rent a car through them. But air flares, air flares, air flights, air flights. That's where you want to go. Anyway, uh, so yes, we got uh, Guitar Expo. That's the big deal this week. Last week, we just came off the 24-hour of Daytona. And you know what? I, me, myself, and guy, you know, big GT guy, kind of like, I forgot to watch the race. I don't know why. I think what happened was I got preoccupied with some projects on Saturday. Sunday was raining and it really, I had so many things I was working on. Actually, I'm working on a couple of diminished values and total loss. It slipped my mind. Let me tell you one of the cars that I'm working on. Really cool piece of car. And you know me. I'm kind of a partial to uh, Shelby and Bosses and Mustangs and, and Porsches. Porsches. But I'm doing a 2012 Nissan GTR with not 500 horsepower, not 600 horsepower, not 700 horsepower, not 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 horsepower but 1300 horsepower car runs like eight and when i was over at the shop in tampa the other day um i was like flabbergasted now you know me i'm old school hot rod and everything like that when i see toyotas with chutes stuck on the back of them and i think if i remember nhr nhr nhra rules nhra rules says if the car runs 135 miles an hour or more i think you have to have a chute strapped on the back of it so Having said that, these cars are running, I think the record's like uh, low sevens, high sixes, and that's 200 miles an hour in the quarter mile. Now, we're not talking eighth. We're talking quarter mile. So these guys go pretty doggone fast. Those little inline six owners or straight sixes, I think the Supra's an inline six. Can't remember what they call that motor. And the Nissan is a V6, like a 4.4 punched out killer motor. These guys take this stuff pretty serious. You know, we took our big block Fords and our big block Chevrolets and our big block Mopars pretty serious. But these guys here... You talk about some high-dollar, high-tech, real expensive stuff. We're not talking, you know, cast-iron blocks and, uh, you know, steel heads and aluminum intake manifolds and a couple bump sticks and, you know, some headers and a few things like that, you know, polishing and porting the heads and, you know, flow benching them and things like that. No, 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 no. This stuff is, like, real serious stuff. They got titanium guts in this thing. Everything's aluminum. Everything's porcelain-coated. I mean, it's the Mac Daddy. But there's all this electronic that goes on, and we're not talking – you know, big fat carburetors, tunnel rams, dual quads, and stuff like that. We're talking a set, not one, but two, a set of hair dryers. Oh, excuse me, a nickname for turbochargers. These guys are real serious about this stuff. In fact, some of the fastest streetcars right now, when they run these half-mile deals or these quarter-mile deals, 
happens to belong to the or the reigning champion is the Lamborghini Gallardo with a 10-cylinder in it and also the Audi, which has the identical motor in it. So the Audis and the 10-banger, the 10-banger, it sounds kind of weird, 4-banger, 6-banger, you know, now we're at 8 cylinders, uh, 12 cylinders, 10-bangers, really, 10 cylinders. I mean, this is just incredible. This is just mind-blowing how fast these cars are. Tommy, it would just flat floor you. Anyway, enough of that. We need to go and fire up our transistor radio. The first song that we're going to play for you tonight, which is kind of cool, and a friend of mine, uh, when we were moving some stuff around the other day, he says, sometimes you're the windshield, sometimes you're the bug. And I go, hmm, I've heard that before, but uh, I never really paid much attention. Well, just so happens it belongs to Dire Strait, and it's a song called The Bug. So sometimes you're the windshield, sometimes you're bug. Hey, you're tuning into Nostalgic Radio and Cars Don't Touch That Dial. We will. Yes, I promise you. We'll be right back. Well, it's a strange old game. You learn it slow. This is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Let me tell you about my company, Gulfstream Motorsports, 727-541-1741. I have over 35 years' experience with classic, vintage, sport, and racing cars. I do appraisals, consulting, and pre-purchase inspections. Before you buy your next rare classic, the car of your dreams, give me a call at Gulfstream Motorsports, 727-541-1741. Also, due to my 28 years' experience in the auto salvage business, I am very good with wrecks. So if your car has been in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call me at 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for lost value of your repaired vehicle. That's Gulfstream Motorsports, 727-541-1741. And be sure to tune in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, 7 to 8 p.m. on the Tantalk Radio Network, AM 1340. Okay, we're back, and yes, we are just full of music tonight. And uh, speaking of music, speaking of guitars, I'm delighted to welcome to the show this evening my good friend, the founder and uh, promoter for the Orlando International Guitar Expo, Morty Beckman. Morty, how you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm fine, Robert. I'm, I'm really glad to be on with you, and I uh, want to start off to invite everybody in your area and all over Florida to the Orlando International Guitar and Music Expo in Orlando at the Central Florida Fairgrounds, February 2nd and 3rd. Super. Well, you can count on me being there, and if I can bring a busload of people, I'm going to do that, too. So. Well, you should do that. Load them up and bring them on over. You know, Robert, this is 32 years we've been doing this, and there'll be hundreds of dealers, uh, thousands of guitars, buying, selling, trading all weekend. One of the things about guitar players if they don't know, they can bring a guitar and carry it into the show to trade or sell. We encourage that. We want people to participate in any level they can. They can come and look, or they can buy, they can sell, they can trade, and they can bring their own equipment. Uh, there'll be amplifiers, vintage, new, used, you name it, parts, accessories. Once again, Central Florida Fairgrounds in Orlando at 4603 West Colonial Drive. Super. Well, let me ask you this. Since people bring their gear in there, uh, the other thing that's kind of cool is basically uh, they could just sit down because everybody's receptive. They can just plug in anywhere, right? Well, I mean, sort of. Sort you of. Know, basically, what we're there is to do business, and plenty of people will be playing and sitting and playing in, in the booths all weekend. It goes on all the time. You've been there, Robert, and yes. you know 
that there's a lot of guitar playing going on. I mean, people, this is what it's all about. It, it, it is about guitars. It's also about registering for a free vintage guitar giveaway that we have every year. And we, w- we always like to give away a guitar to somebody, somebody who has attended the show that weekend. It's always an attendee of the show that weekend. And once again, at the Central Florida Fairgrounds in Orlando at 4603 West Colonial Drive. Well, Marty, tell us a little bit about uh, what you've been up to, too, because I know you're a well-accomplished guitarist. And, uh, well, I, I mostly am playing these days for myself. Uh, I do have a, a recording studio that I've kept alive for the last 25 or 30 years, and I enjoy guitars. I really enjoy playing them. I started out as a player, and then I ended up as a collector, and then I ended up as a promoter. And it's one of the things that I like the most. I really do enjoy playing, and I also enjoy collecting, buying, selling, and trading. And there will be plenty of dealers there with cash. They want to buy guitars, and they will be paying cash for people's guitars. So anybody has something and they're listening tonight, bring it on. Carry it on in, and who knows, you might make a deal and you might get the guitar of your dreams. That's true. I mean, every year I go there, I wind up with uh, a little something, even if it's a part. You know, I'm happy to find that because there's a lot of uh, vendors that have guitar accessories, guitar parts, collector guitars, modern guitars, vintage guitars, hollow body guitars, acoustic guitars, solid body guitars, dobros, you name it, it's all there, right? You know, you're absolutely right. Every kind of stringed instrument, really. I mean, there are generally some violins, a few banjos, uh, lots of parts and accessories. It, it is something that what happens there is that everybody that goes to a guitar show likes guitars. And most, of, most everyone that comes is a player, but not everyone, but most everyone is a player and enjoys playing guitar, not only owning and, and, and buying and selling and trading guitars, but also playing guitars and enjoying them. We, we all are, are really pretty much addicted to guitars. It's a, <laughs> it's a strange thing. It's a malady that I'm not unhappy to have. I, I like guitars a lot, and we're going to have them vintage, new, used, parts, accessories, like you said a minute ago. Everything for the guitar aficionado, Robert. That includes music books, right? This is true. I, you know, you never know what most of the dealers are going to bring whatever stock they feel like bringing. There could be anything there related to guitars. There could be educational stuff as well as the guitars. There could be strings, accessories, parts. We Basically, we don't ever know. We want people to bring what they can, and the dealers always load up their booths with good stuff, and it's always a success, and we enjoy it. Everyone enjoys it. When they leave, they always go, man, I never saw so many guitars in one place in my life. Well, you know, it, how did the whole thing come about again? For some of them, our new listeners that uh, haven't tuned in here in the last uh, year or so or have, have kind of missed out, tell us a little bit how the whole guitar, the International Guitar and Music Expo started. The Guitar and Music Expo in Orlando started 32 years ago, and it was started off in a, in a small hotel and that has moved around in the greater Orlando area to a few different venues. Uh, we, at once upon a time, were in the Tupperware Center. We were over in Kissimmee for a while. Um, a lot of times, uh, venues will change hands, or one reason or another will have to move. I think we've been in the fairgrounds for the last four or five years, and we really enjoy it as a home. There's free parking. Uh, there's Everything is accessible. It's just, um, I'd say, five, seven, ten minutes from downtown, so people want to go downtown and enjoy the downtown sites of Orlando. Uh, it isn't too, too far from Disney and Universal as well, but... It, we, what we're there for, we're there for guitars, Robert. You know that. Mm-hmm. You've been a number of years, and, and I always enjoy seeing you. I'm glad that you come. And what it's going to be about is guitars. Buy, sell, trade all weekend long. Like I said, February 2nd, 10 to 5 is the hours for the public. And February 3rd, Sunday, the hours are 10 to 4. Roughly how many vendors do you have there? <laughs> Excuse me. Generally, we'll have hundreds of dealers. There, there will be not. It, it, it varies from one year to the next. One year it's up a few, then down a few. But it's generally packed up. It's thirty-eight thousand square feet, jammed, packed with guitars and people. So uh, anybody who comes will will see that uh, all of the people that love guitars are there. 
doing whatever they do, playing a little bit, buying a little bit, trading a little bit, selling, whatever. And it will be full of guitars and people all weekend long. Well, I can attest to that because uh, when I'm there on a Saturday, the place is packed. But I came back last year on a Sunday also because I wanted to follow up on some stuff. And yeah. it was just as packed on Sunday as it was on, on Saturday. And really, it was like wall-to-wall -wall people. And you're right, wall-to-wall -wall guitars. I mean, anything, any vintage, any year, from vintage to contemporary, from turn of the century to modern-day guitars, everything is there, Morty. Everything. Yeah, it really is true. And also, just plain old used guitars, you know, affordable instruments, mm -hmm. uh, Fender Martin Gibson. Um, you, you can't help yourself. There will be um, much more modern uh, heavy metal-type guitars. There will be, like you said, hollow bodies. Uh, flat top guitars, acoustic guitars, every kind of guitar you can think of, Robert, will be there, and there'll be people enjoying it, enjoying the guitars and enjoying the playing and the buying and the selling and the trading. What's your take on the uh, the the health of the hobby collecting? Do you see it growing? Because I'm trying to draw an analogy here, a parallel to cars. Cars were, I'm just coming back from Scottsdale, cars were very, very strong. Would, yes. the, would you say well, the same holds true for vintage guitars? It, it seems as if it's the case. One of the things that happens, the difference between a large auction like Barrett-Jackson, which I have been to uh, a number of times, is that you have one entity buying, selling, and trading. So when it's over, they have a way to track everything that's going on. But what I almost always hear from my dealers that are very, very satisfied, and we get, we've had people from Spain, we've had people from Holland, uh, all over the United States, uh, Japanese buyers and sellers. Uh, we have a lot of people who are interested in guitars, especially from all over the United States, uh, as far away as California. Um, some of the local dealers in Orlando will be there. Some of the guys in your area will be there. And what I guess and what it, if it has anything to do with me, I still love guitars. I still can't help myself. I'm <laughs> buying, I'm selling, I'm trading all the time, and I'm playing as much as I possibly can. Well, that's the most important thing, because the one thing I have learned since I started way back when I was a kid, lost, you know, gave it up for a while because I was busy doing cars, boats, motorcycles, stuff like that, yeah. and girls. Um, and then uh, now here I am in my, my, my approaching my golden age here, my golden years, and I'm slowly picking up again. And I, will, I cannot overemphasize practice, practice, practice. But find a level that you're comfortable with. Play with somebody that plays a little better than you do, so you can learn a little something. Yes. But truly, be passionate and devote yourself to the to the uh, to the guitar, to the instrument. Well, people really love the guitar. It, it's something that is hard sometimes to imagine um, how much people love guitars. And there is a correlation, I believe, Robert, with the cars. You know, uh, collector cars and collector guitars. That it is a similar thing that drives people, and what it basically is is passion. People are passionate about guitars, and we want to welcome all of them to the Orlando International Guitar and Music Expo this coming weekend in Orlando at 4603 West Colonial Drive. Okay. Is there a website, Orlando. too? Do you have a website? Pardon? Is there a website also? Yes, there is. Uh, GuitarExpo.net. If you're coming as a, a member of the public, just click on public info. There are also directions in case somebody doesn't know how to get there. But it and every information, all the information that you might need. Okay, super. Anything else you want to add? I can't think of anything, Robert, except for to thank you for, for your hospitality tonight. And I, I really appreciate it, and I look forward to seeing you. I know you'll be there this weekend. Uh, you and Bobby, and I'm looking forward to it. Okay. Well, Morty, thank you very much. Uh, I want to thank some of my good friend, Morty Beckman, the founder of, and thank God we still have this going on. I'm so thankful. 32 years, the Orlando International Guitar and Music Expo this weekend in Orlando at the fairgrounds. Marty. Thanks again, Robert. We'll see you. Take care, buddy. Bye. You too. Okay. Well, I think we probably ought to go ahead and uh, I wonder if I should jog jack some more, you know, talk a little bit about guitars. Um, we've got a guest coming on here in a few minutes. He's also a very serious car guy, but he's got an, there's two guys that I know of that have a prolific guitar collection in the state of Florida that I think actively collect and sell 
And then there's another good friend of mine in Orlando um, that does it as well, Blackbird Music. That's uh, Eric over there. So if you're in Orlando, he's kind of like in the uh, in the antique district over there. We've got uh, um, my good friend Stevie B opened up St. Pete Guitars. Locally, we have uh, Clay's Guitars. Clay's has a really nice selection of vintage guitars. Stevie B's has his old shop, and Bear's running that. That's up there. Jim Terry, he's another friend of mine. There's a really cool dude. I'm going to say dude because he's an old dude, but he's into bicycles. But he's into stringed instruments. Let's just call them some very, very unusual antique wood string instruments, mostly guitars. But this gentleman used to work for Gibson. Actually, what he did is he was the uh, warranty dude. Warranty dude, listen to me. Warranty guy. He took care of all the warranty stuff for, for Gibson guitars. And Gibson was made originally in Kalamazoo, Michigan. And Gibson is very, you know, it's funny how we have this Ford Chevy thing. Well, there's actually a Gibson Fender thing. And I can say that I've got a couple of 70s, 60s, 70s styles Japanese guitars, which were basically kind of like a Gibson slash Fender knockoff. They're actually pretty good guitars because back in the day they were done very well. And, but I've got a Fender or two and I've got a Gibson. And I got to tell you, I mean, I like both because I'm an enthusiast, but I can very, easily convey to people that if you've got a Fender, like I have a Strat, it's a mid-70s Strat, and that guitar has just a really, really cool feel to it. It's got an interesting vibe. This is what I like about vintage guitars. It's the feel, it's the vibe, it's the wood. I don't know, it talks to you. Kind of like I tell people, cars, when I get an old vintage car, it talks to me. I can't explain it. It's just, it's just you got to become one with the guitar or one with the car, you know? And uh, so, you know, and, and, and like I got a, uh, a uh, SG, it's an interesting guitar, it's called an SG Special. So basically it's an SG, and there's SG Specials, there's an SG Standard, there's an SG um, Deluxe. Robbie Krieger played uh, an SG, Frank Zappa plays an SG, Tommy Iommi played an SG. At one point, even, even uh, Clapton had an SG, and uh, he played that when he was with... Um, uh, what was the first band? Cream. And uh, let's see who else had... Uh, Jimi Hendrix actually played an SG for a very short period of time, had a white one. But most of those guys, Clapton and and, uh, and uh, um, uh, Jimi Hendrix are associated with Fenders. But they have a different feel. I mean, it's kind of like, uh, I don't know, something about a, a Fender Strat with a whammy bar and there's something about a, a Gibson SG I think is cool. Um, most people you'll see play a, a Les Paul, and that's what uh, Jimmy Page and a lot of those guys played. Pete Townsend, actually Townsend played an SG2 for a while, and then there's all you know. Then when the 80s came along, uh, they they went away from the traditional Gibsons and Fenders, and suddenly Kramer came on strong, PRS came on strong. I mean, I'm gonna have some of these other guys on a little bit, and they know way more about guitars than I do. I'm a traditionalist, so I'm like the Ford Chevy guy, the Porsche guy, the BMW kind of guy, all this other exotic stuff. I have no idea, but but there's all these new guitars. They're different, you know, and, uh, you know, then when in the 80s hair bands, you know, the shredders and stuff like that, you know, and, and of course, probably the most notable super guitarist out of the late 70s, early 80s is by far is Eddie Van Halen, in my opinion. I mean, you got Stevie Vai and you got a couple other guys that are really, really good, but uh, Eddie Van Halen's super. I mean, out of the 50s, 60s or 60s, 70s, there's no question it's Jimi Hendrix, uh, Clapton, Richie Blackmore, one of my favorites, very underrated. Mark Knopfler is, uh, and I would really like to get him on the show. There's a guy that is truly, truly passionate about his guitar. I mean, there's a video I was watching. He literally hugs his guitar. And you hear me make this joke every once in a while. Have you hugged your Strat lately? Because that's what he does. I mean, I can't explain it. It's a guitar thing. So anyway, I think what we should need to do, 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 do is go ahead and fire up the, that uh, transition. Let's play this other song and let's get our next guest on because he knows a heck of a lot more about guitars than I do. He knows uh, almost as much about cars. Har, 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 har. Yeah, probably same amount. Same amount. Hey, you're tuning into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Here's a song with a super bass line to it. A little Stevie Wonder, higher ground, because my next guest is a bass player.
Hi, this is Tim Del Toro. And I'm Lou Angel Wolf, and we are the Grease Gurus. Our show is broadcast every Saturday morning live at WTAN 10 Talk Radio 1340. That's 10 o'clock every Saturday morning for an automotive forum that is flavored with humor and insight. We encourage you to call in and be part of the Grease Gurus show. We'd love to have you, and we will certainly help you find your inner grease. This show is sponsored by Tim's Performance Service Center in beautiful Tarpon Springs at 906 Verona Place. And you can reach us personally at 727-543-1601. Aha. Okay, we're back, and you're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and we're having some kind of fun here tonight, because you know how it goes. This is live radio. We always used to joke, or I used to joke, say, you know, radio's kind of like the redheaded step shot. You know, if you're doing TV, everybody goes, yeah, 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 we'll be on TV. Radio? Uh, you know, well, see, oh, geez, I forgot. Um, anyway, hey, I think we got our next guest on. Now, we're going to have to kind of move everybody around in order, but this gentleman is also a bass player. And a musician, and I think he might even have some cool stuff for us tonight, but I'm delighted to welcome to the show this evening, just one of the guys at St. Pete Guitars, Lee Pons. Lee, how you doing, buddy? Hey, Robert, what's going on, dog? I'm going to make it this straight. Did you just say I'm a bass player and a musician? Yeah, did I say, did I misquote myself? Well, yeah, no, a bass player and a musician. Think about that for a second. Uh, why? Isn't a bass player a musician? Oh, yeah, it made it sound like it was. <laughs> like it was a, thing. a bass player and a musician. Well, yeah, a musician, yeah. a musician. Uh, you're a bass player. Hey, you play guitar, man. You're a bass player who also happens to be a musician. That's, wow. Anyway, hey, so welcome to the show. Tell us about St. Pete Guitars. What, I mean, it's a brand new store, and uh, yeah. it's owned by our good buddy Stevie B, who's out to dinner tonight. But you were gracious enough to come in and hang out with us here at Nostalgic Radio Cars. And, uh, of course, you were tweaking on my bass guitar a while back, and I'm thankful for that. And yeah, you showed little, me a little Beatle bass copy. Yeah. My little Beatle bass copy. You know what? And you showed me a couple little licks, and I've been practicing those. And you know what? i got to tell you, that it actually works. My fingers are starting to do things, which um, won't there be long, go. and I'll be able to there do an go. open mic night. Yeah. So. There it is. Yeah. Uh, no, the store we have it's been opening up about what five months now. Mm-hmm. Um, originally, it's like everybody knows Stevie B from Stevie B's Total Guitar, and we had stores up in Clearwater and over in downtown St. Pete. And uh, he ended up, you know, he was retiring. And he was ended up selling the store in um, in Clearwater to the employees. They kept the name. We let them keep the name um, because you know we didn't want to. Cause any hassles with them changing over, you know, management and that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. You know, and you know, and they're bros, they're buddies. Of course you know, they are. Bear's been on Bear, your show yep, also. Yep. Bear's stuff, been on my show. You know? Uh huh. And so they don't keep the name. Um, and then we used to have the store down in downtown St. Pete. Well, what happened was, unfortunately, the building, like like everything else down in St. Pete, got sold to a hedge fund over in um, from Atlanta. And so they came in one day and said, Hi, we're the new owners. Good news is, you know, you have eight months left on your lease. The bad news is, we're not renewing your lease after those eight months. And so after 15 years of of being downtown and having fun over there and being part of the community and um, and all that, they just basically said, time to go, goodbye. (laughs) Bummer, dude. Yeah. So then, then we moved in across the street. And they shared it with Star Booty, uh-huh. and um, you know they had a little section of the store there. And um, but then within eight months, the same thing happened again. They sold the building, they threw everybody out. They were you know to tear it down and uh, put up condos or whatever. And uh, so there it was again. So um, so we went hunting around for a while, and it took about two years. We were looking for a spot. Can't find any place down downtown anymore because it was way too expensive. Uh-huh. Everything went from like eighteen hundred a square foot to like forty five a square foot. You Jeez. know what I mean? And um, so it was ridiculous, you know. And it was kind of sad because you know I love the way the old St. Pete was. I mean, it's nice that St. Pete's vibrant and it's happening, but all the stuff that made it so cool, they just kind of chucked away, you know. Uh huh. So so finally. You know, we found this spot here on in beautiful St. Pete Beach, 
And the best part about it is that we own the store. Oh. We actually were able to take a condo. We actually were able to buy the storefront. Super. So now we're established. We ain't going anywhere no more. We have no more landlords to deal with, you know. And uh, so we're, we're there on whatever duration. Other stores are coming and going, right? Stores that have been around for years are closing up a shop and guard now. Uh-huh. Uh, but now that we're going to be there for a long time. We own the place. <laughs> Super. Well, tell us a little bit about what you got in stock. You got some pretty cool stuff there. I mean, you got vintage stuff, you got oh. contemporary stuff, you got guitars, you got yeah. amplifiers. Go for it, man. Where do I begin on this thing? Well, we got some new lines, like we do the Alvarez line, uh-huh. and uh, which is a great acoustic line. And um, but mostly what we do is like we're doing like the used and vintage and classic guitars. Um, you know, like by Gibsons and Fenders. Got a couple of a couple of things off the top of my head. They were beautiful. Uh, Gibson um, ES-135 from, like, 1990, I think it is. Uh-huh. And uh, that's just absolutely gorgeous. You've seen it with the, P, with the P-100. And uh-huh. Stuff. And uh, let's see what else we got there. One of the most weirdest and rarest guitars we got there is a 1930s Roger guitar. And I'm trying to remember the guy's name. Actually, I forget. But um, he's the guy that actually designed all those classic Rickenbacker guitars we see nowadays, like the three, like the three um, twelves and that kind of stuff. Oh, that we all know and love. Yeah, like and the one like Johnny really Deep German carving. Yeah, and this is like the nineteen thirties before he started working for Rickenbacker. It was still in Berlin. Oh no, kidding! And so this is gorgeous, like huge too. It's one of those big jazz guitars, you know. Uh huh. Got like about eighteen inches across, and it's absolutely huge. It's, it's a beautiful guitar and one of the rarest things you'll ever see. You know, and that's where we get that hanging there in the wall. What's a guitar like that and worth? What's that? What's that guitar worth? Oh, man, off the top of my head? No, I forget. It's, I mean, we have so many things, actually, remember what the, what the, what the prices are and everything like that. That's about, uh-huh. that's a few grand. Okay. You know, obviously. And then we have some, like, collector's museum pieces, which aren't ready for sale, like a 1958 Les Paul Jr., which is the second year they ever made them. Actually signed by Les Paul. No kidding. You know? Oh yeah, that's like really cool. And then we have another guitar that's signed by the members of the Allman Brothers band. And from years ago, so most of the guys are we call it the Dead Man guitar because most of the guys on that thing are dead now. You know. <laughs> but still highly collectible but, because of the signatures and stuff. Let alone it being yeah, a Les Paul. Exactly. Yeah, and it's a you know it's a it's a Paul Reese Smith, so it's like you know it's a it's a great guitar to begin with. Mm-hmm. And. uh so yeah, no, we got a bunch of really, really cool classics of like a nineteen. One of my personal favorites is a nineteen sixty-three jazz bass. That's about seven grand, and normally they would be about twelve, fifteen, maybe twenty grand. The reason why it's so it's so so little is the fact that it was refinished. But um, anybody wants original, you know, better have like the whole thing bare wood, maybe a square inch or original finish. It'd be like about twelve grand, fifteen grand. But because it was refinished and done really nicely, it looks gorgeous. It's seven grand, you know. Personally, it's my it's one of my favorites. That's the one I want to own, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, now, Ste- I don't have seven grand burning a hole in my pocket right now. Well, now Stevie used to play a P bass, and there's a P bass and there's a jazz bass, and the differences are mm-hmm. what basically in bass guitars between a jazz bass and a and a regular, let's say, rock and roll bass. What what are the basic differences? Well, between a jazz bass and a P bass. Yeah. Well, P bass usually has like one pickup uh-huh. in it. And the neck's a little bit fatter mm-hmm. and rounder. Yeah. Whereas the uh, jazz bass is more slender and kind of and more conforms in the hand. And the jazz bass has two pickups on it instead of just the one. Okay. And, you know, it's like, and it, it, it's all about, some guys say which was better. It's like all about which is, you know, which one fits your hand better, which one fits your style better. Okay. The jazz bass has got more of a cutting sound, you know. Uh-huh. Whereas the P bass has more of a throaty, kind of well-rounded sound. Okay. All right. You know, so you think of like a, you know, like like a lot of funk guys like jazz basses, but then you think about the like the old Motown sound and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. That's a P bass. Okay. So basically, a P bass is almost like uh, like a like an upright bass. It's got a real deep sound to it, kind of like. Yeah, but it's not so much as an upright where it's like it has a really short attack. But it's like you know. An upright would go bump, 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 and uh, well, the P bass would more like a boom. 
you know. Okay, I got gotcha. you. So what do you play? Myself? Yeah. I have a, my favorite bass. I have a few basses, but my favorite one that I play all the time is uh, an old, oh, I think it was 1986, I blew after I graduated high school. Uh-huh. Um, brand new. 86 Music Man Stingray. I like to call it a P-Bass in a tuxedo. A P-Bass you know? Wait a minute, it's a Music Man. Is that a Gibson? No, no, it's a company called Music Man. Oh, music. Years ago, uh, Fender Bass was owned by a guy named Leo Fender. Right. He's one of that founded the, the, the company and stuff. Okay. He had a, um, a bad case of strep throat. Right. And um, this was like years and years ago, like back in the, in the late 60s, early 70s. And he had a really bad case of strep throat. And uh, he thought he was going to die. And uh, so uh, he ended up selling the company to CBS. Oh, really? And uh, he made a bunch of money off of it. He signed a 10-year non-disclosed, you know. Non-compete. Non, non-compete. Non-compete, non-compete right. And, um, but like I said, he didn't think he was going to be around, so he had no problem with that. Uh-huh. So he sold the company, but he, he got better. And he got cured and all that kind of stuff. And uh, so he had that non-compete cause, so he couldn't do anything for 10 years. But then as soon as that was up, he started, he started working with a company called Music Man. He started designing um, basses and guitars for them. And, and then he went from there and later on, went on to a company called GNL. He okay. founded that company. Okay. So what happened? But yeah, that's my favorite. It's an old, it's an old black one. Been around. I had it for years and years and years. I got a bunch of other basses, but that's my number one bass that I always go to. Okay. Now, have you you've played? You've been around here for a while, so you played in some local bands. Where are some of the places that you played back in the day, and and do you still play? Oh yeah, I, right now I'm playing in a band called Blackwater Jack. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And which is like a modern country, southern rock, classic rock band. We play all over town. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I played there with a couple of guys in a well-known town like Sammy Davis Jr. Oh wow. And Brian Jeffries and Eric Lanchester. And uh, but I've been around for years and years. Um, with bands like Smoke and Run and Cheeky Monkey, <laughs> Cheeky and Monkey. Uh, just all over the place with a bunch of bands. Uh-huh. And so, so I'm like, for some, for some reason, people know me and like me, you know? Okay. Or you say, oh, they like me. <laughs> now, yeah, I have my own stuff that I do, the solo stuff that I do. Now I'm bass, I do mostly on keyboard. Uh-huh. And um, had some good success with that, I was playing the blues, and doing, uh, I had two CDs out, third one just came out just recently. And, you know, everything had a lot of success. It played play on the radio. Was inducted into the Blues Hall of Fame just a couple of years ago. That was a real nice honor. Wow. And um, so things are, things are cool, you know. I can't argue. <laughs> okay. So, so are you going to be at the Orlando International Guitar Music Expo with uh, Stevie this weekend? No, I'm not. Let me tell you why. <laughs> okay. Well, first off, you know, Someone's got to run the store. No, that's you know, true. Someone's so got to be for that. Okay. And uh, and I was like, you know, it falls on Super Bowl weekend. Oh. And no. I'm a big Saints fan, so I was thinking. And this is, before, you know, we made this, 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 the plans for the trip before this whole last last Sunday game when the Saints got robbed, and we all thought for sure the Saints were going to go to Super Bowl. So I'm like, there's no way I'm going to go to the guitar show and miss the Super Bowl and miss my Saints, Twanton, whoever was there, and win another Super Bowl. Well, of course, you know, we know that ain't going to happen now after the referees screwed that one up. But, um, so, so basically I got stuck with, like, no Super Bowl and no guitar show for Lee. But I'll be at the store, so it's like, and so everybody wants to come by and visit me and, you know, help me soothe the wounds. Uh. <laughs> <I'm welcome> to. <laughs> come and wipe a tear from my eye. Wipe you it. Know? There you go. You tell you sent me an email or in a text. You said something about you've uh, you've got a, a song out there. And hey, Tommy, listen to this real quick. Um, so, Lee, if we wanted to play your song, we could do what? Tommy could look it up on YouTube real quick. You can look it up on uh, easiest way, Spotfly. Spotfly. Hey, pay t- see if we can pop the new song. album. Yeah. Okay. He might be able to pull this. We maybe we can play this for you real quick. Oh, that'd be cool. It's off the new CD. New right. CD is called um, After the Rain. And um, you should be able to. Uh, I know there's stuff on Spotify. You can get the album on YouTube, uh, on Amazon, and iTunes, and Apple Music, and anywhere else you can pretty much find uh, CD Baby. Anything else where you can find internet music, you can always go down and pick up a copy, uh, download a copy, I should say, 
Huh. And uh, Spotfly is like a radio station, so they actually play, and so there's like iHeartRadio. And so, so it's like you can actually play tracks off of that. Oh, okay. If you have, if you have an account with uh, Spotfly. Well, I'll tell you what, I actually. Ha- 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 Tommy, is our other guest on the line? Okay, so here's what happened. We were going to have uh, we were going to have you come on towards the end of the show, and then we're going to have uh-huh. Craig come on in a little bit. Now, Craig, we, he would get tied up, but he's on the other line right now. So what I'm going to do? You, stick around here for a few minutes. Do you know Craig Brody by any chance? Uh, no, I, I know of him, but we haven't had a chance to. Okay, is, you want to pass Craig through? Uh, Craig, are you there? Yes, sir. Hey, Craig, how you doing? Uh, thanks for uh, getting back with us there. But anyway, you're uh, we're right kind of like in the tail end of the show, but uh, I want to introduce you to Lee. Lee's with uh, St. Pete Guitars, which is your, your friend Stevie B, so you know him. Lee is also a bass yes, player. This is Craig Brody. Craig Brody's out of South Florida, Fort Lauderdale area. He has a place called the Guitar Brokers. And uh, I've known Craig for a long time because Craig and I are car guys. So, you know, we always have this car guy, guitar guy thing going on a little bit. And uh, but So since you are bass guys, bass guitar guys, you know, uh, we're talking a little bit about bass guitars. But, Craig, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about guitar brokers. Um, and then uh, at least stick around for a few minutes. Should we? Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Robert. Thank you, uh, Lee, also. Uh, I know Stevie for a long time, too, of course. But uh, we... Uh, we have uh, been open now. April will be our 30th year, and I've always specialized in uh, collectible and vintage guitars uh, since uh, before, really, the Internet uh, kicked in. And uh, we specialize in things that uh, uh, not everybody uh, buys and sells. We like very different and very clean, original, unusual items. So tell us about some of the rare guitars you got, because I know last year when you were, or maybe a couple of years ago, you were at uh, uh, the Guitar Expo, Orlando Guitar Expo over there, and you had some yes. real interesting string instrument, and I think you said that was like turn of the century or something like that. You had something really weird. Oh, it was really, really, um, it was really ornate. It was wood. It was vintage. You actually let me play it for a second, did it, or touch did it, it. I have think. All, did it have all the decals on the back and sides of it? No, 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 no. It was kind of. It, it, it looked very European, too. And uh, mm. I don't remember what it was. But I do know you got an amazing selection of basses and uh, yeah. six strings and five strings and eight strings and a million string guitars. And you sell to a number <laughs> of celebrities. So why don't you uh, share with us? We've got about four or five minutes left. You can uh, highlight some of that stuff. Fantastic. Um, I've uh, I've had some nice clients over the year, uh, very early on in the bass biz. Uh, Mike Mills from uh, REM uh, was referred to us with uh, Peter Buck when they were recording back around 1990 at our very first location, and they came in and hung out and bought some gear. But Mike came back a few years later, and he bought a bass kind of like I have one in stock now, but he bought a 67 Fender Precision Ash Body Blonde with a maple cap neck. And for those that don't know, a maple cap neck is like a rosewood fingerboard, but it's maple fingerboard on top of a maple neck. Uh, Very unusual. And uh, Mike used uh, that bass, uh, gosh, for for several years touring on every television show, on every recording, uh, MTV uh, specials to just the, the Tonight Show, and he beat the hell out of it. And uh, I happen to have one in stock now. But uh, recently, uh, Getty Lee has purchased uh, some uh, quite outrageous gear from us uh, out of my collection, um, and his most favorite bass that he brags about is a 1970 Rickenbacker light show prototype bass and uh, never had one and happened to find one and it needed a little bit of restoration work. Um, He was dying to get it and at the very same time another favorite of mine a 64 Thunderbird 4 in frost blue. And um, that was a bass that I could have bought nearly 20 years ago at a Texas guitar show, walked away from it, 
Uh, 17 years later, it found me for three times the money, <laughs> and I was happy to buy it. <laughs> and Getty also talked me out of that because I was rebuilding our new building and showroom. Uh, so he's he's uh, got those two bases and a, a Fiesta Red 62, early January, just an incredibly clean, all-original jazz bass. So, you know, I, I like very different and clean and original, if possible. And, you know, right now we have uh, an anodized guard 57 P bass in stock and a probably the cleanest 59 slayer board sunburst <clears throat> that I've ever seen in 30 years. We have that in the shop, and those are sort of personal but for sale. So, you know, some fun stuff. Okay. Um, and then we deal with all kinds of crazy stuff like uh, Vox Phantoms and and um, uh, some custom boutique things. We love Alembics, uh, um, other things. Uh, acoustic amplifier company made some basses. We have one of those in stock. And uh, we have a Renaissance Lucite bass uh, with matching guitar and a dark Lucite clear finish you know some crazy stuff super um, well guys we are out of time but here's what i want to do i want to have you guys on again and uh, we'll talk a little bit about that because i want to get into the collectability aspect of it and the values of these guitars but in the meantime i want to uh, thank my special guest right craig i know you're right that's right up your alley lee from st Pete guitars i want to thank you very much at st guitars.com craig brody guitar brokers guitarbrokers.com right i got that correct there craig uh, guitarbroker.com. Super. Hey, I want to thank both you guys, and hopefully I'll see you guys uh, either at your guitar stores or, in your case, Craig, some of the car shows or some of the other guys, my listeners and everybody, and collectors, potential collectors, at the Orlando International Guitar and Music Expo. In the meantime, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to Nostalgic Radio Cars this weekend, this weekend, tonight, Tuesday, and let's see you at some of the car shows. We'll see you at some of the guitar shows. In the meantime, everybody, stay safe, drive carefully, and love your family. Yeah.